Hi everyone, my name is Rod Jans and you're listening to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. For this episode of the Get Inspired Talks podcast, we visit with Deepak Sahasrabudi. Deepak is a retired network TV program producer and currently a broadcast industry consultant and activist. The impact of what Deepak does is he is striving to correct improper corporate activity and provide long-term funding for community television in communities across Canada. He likes good things and he dislikes corporate BS. In this episode, you're going to learn about some of the cool projects that Deepak has worked on in the past and what he likes about the Get Inspired Talks project. I should mention that I was having internet problems and ended up recording this outdoors so the sound on my end might sound a little bit different than normal. Now please help me welcome Deepak Sahashabudi to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. On the line with me today is Deepak Sahashrabude. How did I do with that? How did I do with your last name, Deepak? You pronounced it well, thank you. Oh, good. <laughs> it's one of the tougher ones I've had to try to try to pronounce. So uh, yeah, welcome to the Get Inspired Talks podcast. Thank you. Uh, well, thanks for having me. Deepak is a videographer. He's been involved in TV, as you heard in the, the introduction. Yeah, it's just great to have you here. Uh, one of the questions we've been asking everyone is, how did your upbringing influence what you did today? Do you think it, it shaped you in any way? Or did, are you, did you end up doing video and TV because of some things that happened in your childhood? It's a funny story. Actually, yes. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, um, probably, you know, 10 15 in that range. My father was very involved in the India Canada Association in, in Ottawa, mm -hmm. and they would put on community variety shows, in fact, on, live frequently for celebrating uh, Indian festivals and all kinds of things. And at a very young age, I got asked to start looking after the audio making sure that the microphones worked and everything else. And so I had to figure out how the theater's audio worked. And so I started, um, that's where I began, believe it or not. I went on from that to, to uh, produce uh, network TV series. Cool. So did you, then did you go to school for that? Like, did you go to school for film and television and, and sound and that sort of thing? Um, I did not. I studied uh, anthropology at uh, university, mainly because I wanted to be different from everybody else. Um, that experience as a child taught me to teach myself what I needed to learn. And so I'm totally self-taught for production and for, you know, some software development that I've done as well. So just, I just want to stick with your story for a little bit. So how did you go from doing that as a child and then getting, did you get a degree in anthropology? I did. You did. Okay. Uh, and, and then how did you end up doing, uh, producing shows and that sort of thing? Well, as a kid also, I was, uh, my, my, my dad used to make eight millimeter films. And so one year I asked if I could do the holiday video or holiday super eight actual or eight millimeter in those days. And so uh, he, of course, said yes. And so I felt I loved that. And so um, I just began making my version of stuff. Um, I wouldn't call them movies, but home movies for sure. A and um, when I got to university, 
I had actually done quite a bit of editing and quite a bit of uh, photography and all of that. So the School of Journalism at Carleton University hired me to teach first-year students, I was also in first year, uh, how to do editing on a Steenbeck editing machine, which I figured out how to make go and showed others. So I just jumped into it. That's, that's incredible. That's really cool. And things have changed so much, haven't they, in terms of the, the tools? I mean, you and I today, we're meeting, uh, I'm at a cabin and you're at your house. And, uh, you know, we don't necessarily need to be in a studio. We don't have the, the quality, obviously, if, you know, if we, if we had had that. But uh, you've seen a lot of changes in the industry, I'm sure. I have indeed, and I'm absolutely amazed. And and although I'm of retirement age and ready to retire, it's all of these new changes that keep me really engaged. Um, I I happen to be working with a lot of young people now, but um, uh, which is also a challenge. But um, a, a challenge for me, actually, from an energy perspective. But what I have seen is I started out with uh, it professionally working in 16 millimeter film and then was one of the first adoptees of the Betacam camera. And automating editing in video editing is actually what got my career started in a big way. Uh, so I've been watching and participating in the changes for 30, 40 years now. And what's happening today in video is absolutely, totally exciting. The quality, video quality, audio quality is way better today for way cheaper uh, than it was, you know, 20 years ago. The beta, beta cam camera is a great big heavy dinosaur now. In its day, it was, it was the way we captured video, but I have a small video camera in fact i have i have a lot of cameras but i'm just thinking the cheapest smallest hd camera that i have which costs 250 bucks is provides a much better quality picture is and is way lighter than the sixty thousand dollar beta camp that i owned so picture quality is fantastic compared and and also uh activities in the um, just the workflow of making television has changed quite a bit and I'm finding that um, uh, things that didn't exist before in the way they do today such as color grading uh, we did have in 16 millimeter film an activity called timing but that was always done in a lab and sort of remote from from um, my my experience but I've been doing some color grading lately using some free software from uh, uh, Blackmagic Design and finding that the images that I can create are so much more detailed, so much more interesting. And if I were to beginning, be beginning my career today, I would probably not choose producing, but choose something like color grading, which is a very interesting activity. I love it. What is it that you love about it? What's, what's, what's so cool about it? Well, color grading is taking a picture which has, uh, uh, it's a very rich data, uh, a, a rich data image that, in fact, you sculpt away, you cut away 
the uh, data that you don't want in order to make the image look what you do want it to look like. And it's a very different process than I would have imagined. And just the picture quality and what you can achieve is what interests me in, in expressing what you want to see out of a picture. So you've been involved in some cool projects. You're, you're the videographer for <laughs> Get Inspired Talks, and, uh, and you've been involved in TEDx with, with Roger Killen as well. What is it about that project that, that excites you? I like working with Roger because he is, he, well, he's a very caring person to begin with. Second, I love how thoroughly he does things. I love the fact that his team is fantastic. I like the people. And, and actually, I am nowadays choosing projects I want to work with because of the people who are involved in the projects. Uh, and, and so I'm, I'm involved with Roger because I like him, I like what he stands for, and I like the others that he gathers around him. Yeah, it's a really neat project. Hey, you, you and I were both at the rehearsals last, last week for Get Inspired Talks, and uh, I, I had some idea of what's coming together, but to sit in that room and hear the, the rehearsals and to hear the talks in person, I got really excited about this coming Saturday. The, your, your interview, this interview will come out after that, but if people are interested, I would sure encourage them to, and this isn't a commercial for Get Inspired Talks at all, but uh, I would sure in, encourage people to, to check it out. It, it, it's, it really is inspiring what people are doing, isn't it? It is, and you know, I th what, what I marvel at is all of the fantastic ideas that come out of the individuals who then have the brave heart to stand in front of a crowd and, and, and do all the work that's involved to develop their idea into a good message. And, you know, I've, I've worked with a number of presenters and I have found the people that Roger works with are developed very well. And by that, I mean, they get the support to, to tell their story as well as they can. And I've watched many people develop from some simple ideas into what becomes a presentation worthy of sitting in front of a thousand or two thousand people. And, and that's, a, that's a real lovely thing to watch as a fly on the wall for me. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Roger does a great job of, of, uh, of preparing people and to see people. I saw some of the initial auditions and to see them work with the, a coach and then to see them today, this is probably, oh, it's three or four months later, I think, than when they initially auditioned. And you can see the work and how the preparation really, really helps people. It's, it's incredible. Yes, and and. and Watching the different iterations as they develop has shown me that a script. Well, you know, there's the old adage that a, a play is not uh, a play is not written; it is rewritten. Um, and I really have been able to see that right in front of my eyes as these speeches get shaped and honed with Roger and his coaches, and and I, I, I'm sure that. The individuals spend a lot of time thinking about what they're going to say. So that's a, a, just a wonderful thing to watch. That's a great saying, Deepak. I, I, can, I can really see that in, in, in terms of a play and also in terms of what's happening in front of us as far as 
get inspired talks is, is concerned. In fact, that applies to most things in life. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> yeah, no matter how much you prepare, <laughs> it, uh, things happen, right? <laughs> things, things change and it never turns out the way you plan, it seems like. <laughs> well, man plans and God laughs. So what are you excited about today? Like you, uh, you say you're, you're trying to, to retire, but you keep getting pulled back into these different projects because they're, they're exciting and you're, you enjoy them. But um, yeah, where, where do you see your, your career and your retirement and that sort of thing going? Well, I don't have any career plan at all, except to put my feet up. What, what keeps me involved in projects is, first of all, I, I, I like people and I like being engaged with people. And there's a, there's a number of people who come up with projects that they want to do and come to talk to me about those projects because I have a history of making projects happen in financing and in production and so on. So I get asked, would I like to be involved in something? And the ideas excite me and the people excite me. So uh, I, I get myself into trouble because I book myself into things that I'm telling myself I don't want to do anymore. But in fact, I actually do. Where, where it gets hard for me is that now that I'm 67 and I'm working with people who are often in their 20s, they work at a different level of energy than I do now. But once I get engaged and involved with them, there's kind of an expectation that I deliver at the level of energy that's required. And that's the hard part for me. I see that you're watching the birds. Sorry, the geese just flew right over me. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm reminded of a shot that I included in a TV series called Nature Walk. Uh, where we were at the rifle bird sanctuary. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, there was a field of thousands and thousands of snow geese. And the host of the show, Sue Ellen Fast, uh, asked, what do you think about getting a shot of all of the birds launching at once? And I thought that would be kind of cool. So she tiptoed into the field amongst these thousands of snow geese. And when she was in, in their midst, she clapped her hands. And I don't know, <laughs> thousands of snow geese w uh, launched into the air simultaneously. It was a magnificent oh, wow. <laughs> and really quite memorable. I love that. What are some other memorable projects that you've worked on in the past? Well, um, well, I, I mentioned Nature Walk. That was, that was my favorite series. It was arduous in that for five years, we spent two weeks away from home on location in various places in North America and Central America, and then came home for two weeks and then went away again for the next uh, pair of shows. And so what, what happened was we got to see some of the most fantastic places in North and Central America, the, the very beautiful natural locations. And we got introduced to them by the people 
who knew those specific areas very well, because in research, of course, we would discover who's there and what they're doing and, and prepare the shows. And then we would go and make the shows on location in these wonderful places. The interesting personal things that I learned out of that is that things carry on at home when you're away, which is, I suppose, so obvious that I should have known it from the get-go. But the second thing that I learned is that you lose track of when it is, when in the year is it. So you're coming home, you know, December 18, from someplace that was hot and coming home to Vancouver and it's Christmas next week. <laughs> that, can be, that, that can be quite the surprise when you're always away. Other series, for some reason, networks liked me to make shows about pets. And quite often I would pitch a show I would love to do and the network would say, okay, well, if you can deliver another series about pets, we'll talk about that other series. And so I ended up making hundreds and hundreds of shows about pets. And, and they would get good audiences. And, and the funny thing is, it wasn't just Canadian networks. It was also PBS and other networks somehow decided that I was their pet guy. Anyway, that's what, that, that's what my career became. <laughs> you got into the pet box. It, does, it doesn't sound like you minded it too much, though. You, do you enjoy animals? Yes, yes. Dogs are wonderful. And, and actually, one of the nice things about filming pets is that people, when you're filming them, are in a pretty good headspace when they're around their pets. And it makes for an extremely pleasant environment. And, you know, I've learned that certain pets are hard to film. Cats, for example, are very difficult. But, um, but dogs, dogs are wonderful. And they're quite compliant. And, and the people involved in dogs are good, too. That doesn't surprise me about cats at all. (laughs) (laughs) So Deepak, it's been great visiting with you. Uh, One of the things that we've been doing, I don't know if you would have something for us, but we've been asking all of our guests for a challenge for some sort of action that people can take, you know, based on your experience and, and what you see happening in the world. How, do you have a challenge for us today? I'll try to form, formulate it in, in words. It, here it is. In your heart, you know the things that are needed to do, be done. So do them. That's fantastic. I love that. Thank you, Deepak. So I know you're not trying to look for more work, but we do give our guests an opportunity <laughs> for a call to action. If people maybe want to see some of the stuff that you've done in the past, or how can, how can people get in touch with you and... and do you still have a website? And I think you do. Yes, somatv.com, S-O-M-A-T-V.com. And that has my history and all of that. It's, it's kind of back in the day when it was important to me, it was the brochure that networks would see to make sure that I knew what I was doing. And that was its purpose. But you can see a lot of videos on it there. And it tells about our background and, and some of the people we worked with and and our awards. We won lots of awards around the world. And you can contact me through that. I'm really literally not looking for new projects, but I always am interested in meeting interesting people. Good stuff. So that's somatv.com. And if people want to, if they're listening in their car or they're on YouTube at the moment, 
or they're uh, listening through the podcast app, iTunes or SoundCloud, we'll have notes from this interview on the getinspiredtalks.com website. Please join us at the Get Inspired Talks events. You'll see Deepak there behind the camera <laughs> making things making things go. And thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you very much, Rod. This has been a pleasure. Thank you.